feel that I will be, um, but I'm, I'm Pentecostal, so I could be fibbing, but I hope I'm not. But the Lord has just confirmed some things to me tonight in worship, and I think He has set us up for what we're going to talk about quickly tonight. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. These verses I've preached on many times, and some of these things I've preached on before. Um, and I've, I've said it week in and week out. I feel like a broken record, but the Lord just keeps... I'm in, I've just been in the same vein. I, I, don't, I don't know why. I'm just, I've got to be obedient to what I, I feel He's leading me to do. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. If you have that, stand quickly for the reading of God's Word. If you're able... Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Turn to your neighbor and say, just like we are. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house, all the house, where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire set upon each of them. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noised abroad, what was happening in the upper room, the multitude came together and were confounded or amazed or in awe because that every man heard them speak in his own language. God, we thank you for your word and its anointing. And we ask you to bless this service tonight in Jesus' name. And the church says, Amen. You may be seated. I just feel uh, rushed in my, my spirit tonight to get to the part I want to get to. It may be a little different tonight, um, but that's all right. I'm willing to, to do something a little different. Um, and and I, I will tell you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you tonight to respond. And it's not going to be like any response that you've given before. It's not going to be just a come to the altar and kneel and pray. I thank God for that. That's a good thing. But I believe God is setting us up for something else. Day of Pentecost, that's the reason the church is here. Acts chapter 2. We wouldn't be here without the day of Pentecost. We wouldn't be here without the Holy Spirit. Understand this. I'm going to slide this in real quick at the beginning. There's, there has been a demeaning of the Holy Spirit in this day and in this country for some reason. Well, I believe it's for multiple reasons. One, the Holy Spirit supersedes human will in a sense of we may think it's going one way. The Holy Spirit will lead us in another direction. A lot of people don't like that. There's a lot of people that like control. Okay, we, 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 we all deal with that as, as humans. I believe we all want an element of control. I think a lot of people don't like the Holy Spirit because they feel like they don't have control. The Holy Spirit will make you do things that aren't proper. Okay? The Holy Spirit, I'm just telling you, will, will, will lead you to do things, not all the time, but things, the Holy Spirit will lead you to do things that you normally would not do. The reason in this, this portion of Scripture the people were amazed is because they heard 
Galileans, the Bible even goes on in this chapter, men that were unlearned and uneducated, as you would find in Acts chapter 3. Brother Brad exhorted about that uh, a, a few weeks ago in Acts 3 and 4. Unlearned men were speaking other foreign languages. To them, they were just speaking in an in tongues, as we would, but they didn't realize that they were speaking in unknown languages until the testimonies came forth that, that these men, these, these people that made the pilgrimage for this, this feast of Pentecost, they testified of the fact that they heard their, their own language. But the reason they're confounded and amazed is because the Holy Spirit was doing something unbelievable. Okay, turn to your neighbor and say, the Holy Spirit works in the unbelievable. He works in the unbelievable. So here's, here's, here's this last little, little, I started with sliding this in, I went a little too long, but understand the Holy Spirit is part of the Godhead. So a lot of people don't have a problem with God. A lot of people don't have a problem with Jesus. But when you start speaking to people about the Holy Spirit, people start to have problems. Because there, there, there's done, I'm, and I'm not, listen, I'm not casting shade on anybody, throwing off on anybody, but there are literally denominations that will teach the book of Acts away. And the movings and the workings of the Holy Spirit, they'll teach it away. Because it doesn't fit what their minds can comprehend. And they don't realize that God already told them through the prophet Isaiah, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. The Lord even goes as far to say, your wisdom is stupid to me. That's what He said. And you're, on our best day, we cannot comprehend the vastness of God and what He can do. And the Holy Spirit works in the undeniable, but yet the unbelievable. It's amazing what the Holy Spirit can do. So we see on this day of Pentecost that there's 120 people. We find that in Acts 1. There's 120 people of 500 originally that remain. 120 of 500 remain in the upper room. They're seeking after this gift. Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will send of my Father. I will send my Spirit to this earth. He will send God in a spirit form to this earth. Understand the Holy Spirit is God. God is God. Jesus is God. They're three in one. Okay? The Holy Spirit was sent for the equipping of the church. This is what we're witnessing. This is what we're reading in this text. But I want you to, to notice with me, and I've preached on verse 6 multiple times. I think it's fascinating that there is a feast going on. If you know anything about the Jewish people, this was a pilgrimage feast. There was like three or four feasts uh, that they had to make the journey to Jerusalem to be a part of, to participate in. The men had to do this, and their sons, or many of them would take their entire family, and they would participate in these feasts. So Jerusalem becomes like New York City. I mean, it is jam-packed full of people, but all of a sudden there's something going on in the upper room and it begins to spill out of the upper room into the streets and it stops an entire feast and everyone has their eyes on the church. Okay? I, I've preached that. That's not what I'm preaching here tonight because there's a principle in here that I think is, 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 is what the Lord is trying to get to tonight because I believe we are experiencing a, a, a thick presence of the Lord. We felt it tonight. 
I, I think the Lord keeps showing up and showing up and showing up because He's, he, he, if you will, for lack of a better term, He's wooing us. And, and just saying there is more. There is, there's, there's so much more. And I thank God for what He's doing, but he's, he's just, I just feel Him drawing us, drawing us, saying, come on, go a little deeper. Go, go do some things that you've never done before. And I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to ask you to get out of your comfort zone tonight. And, and you probably won't like me, but you'll have to love me. Okay? So... We see here in Acts 2, this, this, this day is not, at first they think it's a spectacle, but they don't realize that it's anointed and ordained by God. Okay, so they get out of the upper room, and I, I really want to just, just to, to preach, this is the thought, this is what started it all. On Monday night, you can thank Brad and Chris for meeting me for prayer. This is how it started. It said, it, it, it's more or less, who got out. I gave him a different title because I wanted to make it a little more personal. Who is the one that will get out? Who is the one that will get out? You say, what are you talking about? They are in a confined space. They're in a room. And the Spirit of the Lord begins to come as a rushing mighty wind and appears to them like cloven tongues, like as of fire, and it sets upon each of them. And then what we find is some way, somehow... They end up, I mean, I'm sure people heard the uproar in the upper room and heard their, their language being spoken. I, I'm sure that got some attention of people, but we find that some way, somehow, they end up outside because Peter begins to stand up and preach a message, right? Some way, somehow, they got outside, okay? And I, I, I'm going I'm, I'm to try to go really, really, really fast, okay? This is where it's going to get quick. So I'm, I'm going to need Elijah to help me. I'm going to need Jaden to help me. Come on, brothers. Jacob, Isaiah, help me. Help me, help me, help me. Garrett, help me. Get, I want you up here inside these chairs, okay? Inside these chairs because we're, we're going to talk about something here for a moment. They're in this upper room, and I've never been to Jerusalem, but they say this upper room is very small. It, they said it's unbelievable that they got the people that they got in there, let alone 500 and end up with 120. They said it was just unbelievably crowded. These are some big fellers. It's going to get crowded. Okay? But they're in this upper room, and I just want you to walk around in this, this little rectangle. Just, you know, you sit down, stand up, whatever. Just, just try to act as normal as you can, I guess. But these, these young men... Are, are in a confined space, okay? But, but what happens is, now you got to get up. I'm up here now, okay? Okay, now just start walking around. So what happens is they're in a confined space. They're in a room, all right? This is, I know it's chairs, but just use your imagination like I did. It's a room, okay? And what begins to happen is the Spirit of the Lord begins to move, okay? And the, these are symbolic of a door, Ain't nobody going to dive off this thing, but this is a door. But what happens is the Spirit of God begins to move in this room and something begins to take place in their hearts and lives. And I don't know who it was or how it happened, but someone said, I cannot stay here anymore. 
Okay, this is where I'm getting to. Because what happens is when the Holy Spirit begins to to move and when God begins to draw you and the Holy Spirit begins to just minister to you, something happens, not only in your physical senses, but in your mind and in your spirit. Something begins to take place. Here's where where I'm going to transition real quick. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 20 says, Behold, I stand. This is Jesus Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and whosoever will come to the door and open the door, I will come into him. To him that overcometh, I'm paraphrasing here. Oh, wait, he's got it right there. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even also as I overcame and then sat down with my father in his throne. So, so you say, what does this have to do with anything? I know in the context of the scripture, he's talking to the Laodicean church, lukewarm church. We're not talking about a lukewarm church uh, here or in the text. Uh, But I want to relate this to us tonight uh, because we've been in this room uh, and this is a confined space. I thank God for this sanctuary. Uh, I thank God for Pastor Willie and Pastor Ronnie. Uh, I thank God for what we have. Uh, But what God has been doing is he's the Lord began to just speak to me, Brother Brad, on Monday night uh, and he's saying this as a shirt. As sure as I heard the Lord, uh, I heard him Monday night uh, and he said, I have been working Working on people in private. He said, I have been stirring up and have been ministering to people in different ways. And I believe specifically young people that he's been ministering to. He's saying that no one sees it. Nobody knows what's going on. Parents might not even know about it. He said, but I've been stoking a fire on the inside of them. And he said, now I am at the door and I'm standing there knocking and he's saying someone needs to overcome and get out. Get out of the place you find yourself in. You say, well, well, that usually means something bad's going on. He's saying, no, 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 no. God tells us this. Jesus says in Matthew 6 to go into your inner room and to pray. And what God, what you do in secret, God will reward you openly. And what the Lord began to tell me is I've been doing some things in secret. But it's time for my people to show something openly. What happened on the day of Pentecost is these men and these women were praying and they were seeking God, but he began to minister to them. Anybody ever felt the Holy Ghost move on you? Anybody? Let me, let me put it to you this way. Has anyone ever shouted? How long has it been? How long has it been? Okay, you don't have to answer that. But, but, uh, but what happens is, uh, is the spirit begins to move. Uh, and I don't know who it was, uh, but he was just like, good Lord, uh, God, you're ministering to me. Uh, oh God, you're stirring. I feel a fire. Uh, maybe he felt like Jeremiah when he said, your word is like fire. Uh, shut up in my bones. Uh, and he's speaking a language that he doesn't understand. Uh, and God is moving upon this young man uh, or this young lady. I don't know who it was, uh, but someone uh, heard a knocking and said, you know what? What has been going on in here cannot stay in here. What is happening in this house cannot stay in this house. And he said, I'm willing to step out of my comfort zone because what happened is they said, you are drunk. You're out of your mind. But here's what the Bible says in Ephesians. Be not drunk with wine as in excess, but be full of the Holy 
Spirit. Hear me. Hear me tonight. Someone's got to get out. Someone's got to get out of the room and say, look what the Lord has done. He healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me just in time. Who is it that the Lord's been working on? Who is it that the Lord's been stirring in? And you're sitting here saying, I can't hardly contain it. I've got a testimony. I've got a shout. I've got a jump. I've got a praise. I need to give God. Well, here's your opportunity. God's saying, open up your mouth. Let your testimony go. Share it. Let the praise and worship go. You can say, I don't feel like he's really doing anything. He may not be doing anything in the open right now, but he's been doing things in secret. And he's saying, open up your mouth. Maybe your deliverance is lost in your praise. And if you would just praise God like it's your last time, maybe things would change. Maybe it's your worship. Maybe it's your prayer life. I don't know what it is, but God said someone needs to get out of the mold, get out of the norm, get over the status quo and say, God, I'll shout, I'll jump, I'll run, I'll praise, I'll worship. Hear me. Someone got out. I don't know who it was, but someone got out and they began to see what was going on. Someone got out. Someone was acting crazy. You remember when they used to make fun of us because we acted crazy? Where's that gone? Where's that at? You say, oh, well, it's not all in the emotion. I'm not saying it's all in the emotion. But when I think about what Jesus has done for me, I can't help but get emotional. But our Lord has even convicted me. And he said, Jade, when's the last time you shouted? When's the last time you didn't care who was watching? And you just let out a praise. You just let out a hallelujah. Oh, well, thank you, Jesus. They didn't care what they looked like. They thought they were drunk. But they were saying, no, 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 no. We're not drunk. But there is a spirit of God that is here to minister to you. That is here to bless you. They didn't care what they looked like. They just got out. They couldn't take it anymore in that upper room. They had been and, and seen and received what God had promised them. I'm I'm closing. If you don't play, hear me. I'm not, I'm not, I don't plan on slowing down, but I might. In every move of God, there's always been a moment that has just altered that move. You can talk about Topeka, Kansas. A lot of people hear about Azusa. Understand Azusa wouldn't happen if Topeka, Kansas didn't happen. Because William Seymour was in Topeka, Kansas and saw the Holy Spirit poured out. And he went to California and, excuse me, began to preach the, uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And Azusa broke out. You know what happened to Topeka? They were seeking and all, they really didn't know what they were seeking for. They just knew he was the Holy Ghost. No one really preached on it. No one really talked about it in that day in the early 1900s. And they just began to say, Chris, they just begin to say, God, we want more. We believe there's more than what we're experiencing. And a lady, a, a, a young lady began to study the Word of God. And she said, you know what? She goes up to a man by the name of Parham. 
And she said, I've been reading. And she said, Brother Parham, I, I know what happened on the day of Pentecost. But you read throughout the Acts. And what would happen is they would, you know, Paul even asked, have you received the gift of the Holy Ghost since you believed? And he would lay hands on them and they received the gift of the Holy Ghost. So she walked into that room and she said, I've been reading. And she said, Brother Parham, just lay hands on me and b- believe that I'll receive the, the gift of the Holy Ghost and I'll open up my mouth and let the Lord fill it up with whatever He wants to fill it up with. He laid hands on her. She began to speak in a heavenly language and it just began to grow and break out in that room like wildfire. But it didn't stay there. It went to Azusa Street and Azusa Street spurred what we see in the holiness movement today. What, what we know as Pentecost is because of experiences and encounters like that. But let me ask you this. I, I say that to say this. Who, who, who's going to be that moment? Who's going to be that person that will say, I will break out of even my comfort zone. I don't worship like you do, Jade. I don't act like you do, Jade. You don't have to. But understand, David didn't care that he was a king. And he danced. And he stripped himself of his kingly garments. And he danced before the people. And he danced before the Lord with all of his might. It didn't matter what he looked like. He said, I will get out of every form, every every policy, every doctrine that will tell me I need to be this way and I need to be like this. He said, I'm going to be who God has called me to be. And if I look crazy doing it, so be it. At least I know I'm set free. At least I know I'm delivered. So who is it? Who is it? I didn't know I was going to preach on this until Monday night, but I said earlier in, in talking with these guys on Monday night, I said, I believe if one person, Come on. and Brother Brad was saying, I believe God's going to use young people. I agree with that. He's used young people in every revival known to mankind. The upper room, most of them were young adults and teenagers. A lot of them were. Not that God don't use the old. Absolutely. But I said, I believe, and young people are going to get really uncomfortable. I said, if young, one young man or one young lady would just break. I said, I think it would just send waves throughout the entire youth group. Someone, I said, the, 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 the unlikelies is what I said. I said, the ones you wouldn't think that would, would, would you, the ones you didn't think that could get exuberant or excited or show emotion. I said, I believe that God will use one young person just to break out. And later the Lord began to speak to me and said, that's what it is, that's what it is. But who is it? Let me, let me make it personal. Some of you are just going through it right now. What they used to do I'm not saying we got to look back to go forward, but I know where we come from. And I've seen, Sister Mary, things that work and things that don't. But when the ladies of the church or the men of the church were going through something, they'd just get together and pray. And they would dance and they would shout. 
And there wasn't a silent voice in the room. You could see, oh God, you could just hear it. Oh God. Oh God, we thank you. We praise you. We worship you. Here's what my Bible tells me where the Spirit of the Lord is. There is liberty. And if you're the temple of the Holy Ghost, that means there's freedom everywhere. So who's going to get out? You know what we do in the American church? We have an upper room experience. And we sit down. That was good, wasn't it? And then we come back next week. That was good, wasn't it? But I can hear the Lord. He says it in Revelation 3. Stand at the door and I knock. But catch what He says. If any man hear my voice and open the door, What he's saying is, I'm knocking, but I need someone to respond. I need someone to respond. And again, he's talking to the Laodicean church. He just got done telling them, you're lukewarm. But after he says this in verse 20, he says in 21, To him that overcometh, I will grant to sit with me my throne to him that overcometh he's talking to a lukewarm church and he says anyone that is willing to break out of their lukewarmness to get over the status quo to get over how it's always been to get over church as usual that's what's been happening here I'm not listen I'm not saying we're a lukewarm church I don't believe we are with what God's been doing here I'll commend you I don't believe we are But I believe we're taking step after step closer to the door. But the Lord just began to deal with me. and said, what if tonight's the night? Who's going to be the one that gets out? And we'll praise, we'll shout, we'll run. So that's crazy talk. Read the book of Acts and tell me that them men and women of God weren't crazy. They lived on faith and faith alone. They had no other choice. But they lived according to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit did unbelievable things. All because they got out. 3,000 souls got saved. Because someone, I don't know who it was that initiated it. But someone got to that door. And the rest of them spilled out and Peter stood up. He said, this is the Holy Spirit. This is what it's been prophesied about. This is it. Can I tell you, church, this is it. This is what I believe what we're in and entering into and and going into is things that, that I don't know, maybe Pastor Willie prayed for. That your pastor seeks for. That I desire. It's revival or nothing. We can't go back. There's nothing to go back to. 
God, get to that door. Him that overcometh. Him that overcometh. I'm ending with this. And this is where it's going to be on you. He said, to him that overcometh, I will come into him. He said, and I will place him with me at my throne. The Lord just began to jog my memory. Exodus chapter 33. Moses asked the Lord one question. Show me your glory. He made a statement. Show me your glory. You know what the Lord told him? He said, go up to the mountain. Went up to the mountain. And he said, there is a place by me. And he said, pretty much, I'm going to hold you in the cleft of the rock. And my glory is going to pass by. Jesus is telling the church of Laodicea the same thing. Whoever makes it out, I will grant to be in a place by me. And you can see my glory. I I, I can't... your, Your children can hear a hundred messages and not be changed. But if they have one encounter... If they have one encounter... Connorsville High School could be turned upside down. And they'd have to call pastor after pastor and say, can you come in here? These kids are in the lunchroom and they're speaking a language no one knows. We've had the French teacher in here and she said, it's not French. We've had the Spanish teacher in here. She said, it's not Spanish. We need you down here. There's kids laying in the floor. But if you want to see that happen and you want to see the glory and you want your kids to have an encounter, who's going to get out of the room? Listen, the room's a good place to be, but there's a time to come out of the room. The prayer closet's a great place to be. But he said, I see what you do in secret and I will reward you openly. That means you got to come out. So this is how I, this is how I'm ending it here. Stand with me. I believe the atmosphere of worship that we had was appropriate for what because I was nervous about it. I'm still nervous about it, but I feel a little bit better about it because of worship. But here's what the Lord told me to do. It's to ask you to get out. And He said, whatever it looks like, this is what He told me, whatever it looks like, it doesn't matter, do it. You say, what are you saying? Are you wanting chaos? No, 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 no. But God's saying there's some of you that are holding, that you try to hold back your emotions.
because it's not you. And he said, you're right, it's not you, it's me. And some of you have, God has brought you through some great things and God has been stirring up things in you and in your family and in your heart and in your mind. And he's saying, you need to get out and do something different because you could be the one that breaks everything loose. Maybe not in the church, but what if it happens in your family? What if your children saw you get a little bit undignified for Jesus? And say, you know what? If my mama and my dad are willing to look that crazy, they must really love him. Because listen, I, I love my wife back there. And I, 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 when she was pregnant, I'd get out in the middle of the night in my PJs and go get things. And it looked weird. And it was odd and it was awkward. And, and it was, okay, it's 11 o'clock and, and we're going to McDonald's to get a Coke. And, and, and all these things. It, it, but I loved her. And hear me, this is not a normal altar call. If you feel like you need to come kneel and pray, absolutely do it. I'm not saying you have to do a certain thing, but God's saying there's certain things that He's placed on you to do that you have not done because you're afraid. Well, that's just not me. And He's saying, no, no, it's not. It's not. I'm trying to do a new thing. Understand, Jade was not exuberant. Jade was not a spitting, hollering preacher. Jade, uh, I used to be the one snickering and smirking because women were losing their bobby pins. And I thought it was funny and they looked goofy. And I just thought they were nuts. And I had no idea that Jesus would get a hold of my life uh, and do the same thing to me. Uh, But you know what? I don't care. We've got to get out. So here it is. This is on you. God's saying, I knocked at the door. I'm wanting someone to respond. I'm wanting someone to come out. So respond. That's it. Whatever you feel like you need to do. If it's pace the aisles. If it's raise your hands and say hallelujah. And I know we're going to look around and wait for someone else to move. But you can't do that. I'm sorry. you got to get over yourself. Jade Abrams, well, well, I'll get up there and spit and holler and hoot and holler. I understand, I, 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 you got to get over yourself. Who, who's willing to do it? Get out. Get out of your comfort zone because God's saying, I have something for you. 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 Who's going to get out? Come on. Come on. If i got to coach you through it, I, I will. But something's got to break. Something's got to be different. Young men, I, I know, I know, I know I use you as an example. But something's got to break. Something's got to give. There's a praise in you that you haven't let out. There's a side of you that you haven't let anybody else see. It's okay. We're not here to judge you. We're not here to laugh at you. No, no, no. We're here in the presence of an almighty God. And he's saying, get out. Get out of the norm. Get out of it. Get out of it. It's not what it looks like. Just come and worship Just come and pray. Just come and seek His face. Just get out of the norm. Get out of the norm. Hey everyone, thanks for watching. I hope this message blessed you. And if you could, please check the description below for all of our links to our social medias. Um, And as always, check our page. You'll see all of our previous messages there. Uh, I hope this message again blessed you and uh, reached you where you're at. And thanks for watching. See you soon.